0: Welcome to the Rise and Thrive Podcast. My name is Liz Paris, and I'm Christina Cyphers. We're sisters, and we have been on a journey to get unstuck in life and learn tips, tools, and techniques to find more success, love, and happiness. We want to share what we've learned with you to help you move from surviving to thriving. All right. Welcome back to another episode of Arise and Thrive. How's everybody doing? Um, We've got Aaron Benson back on today. Hi, Aaron.
1: Hey, everybody. Hey, Elizabeth. Glad to be here today again. Thanks for inviting me back. I appreciate the opportunity.
0: Yeah, this month is such a good one. We are diving into relationships and different kinds of relationships. And last week we talked about time. And so glad to have Aaron back on. He has so many valuable insights. He's such a great mentor to help people navigate their minds and their emotions. And yay. Thank you, Aaron, for being here. Yeah, glad to be here.
1: I'm excited about the opportunity. And I'm glad to be here with Elizabeth for all the listeners. She's amazing. I love that she puts these things together to help people get some insight and impressions, inspiration. So, very glad to be here.
0: Yeah, we're hoping that some of the things that we've learned along our journey will help you out with where you are. Um, We all need to rub shoulders with each other and learn from each other. So it's a great opportunity. And Aaron has had lots and lots of experience um, helping people. I don't know. In the last episode I mentioned, but he's got a master's degree in social work and he's been working with people on -on one-on-one and group settings for 12, 13 years. And he's got lots of experience. He's married. He's got kids. He's
1: married, got kids, been
0: been in the world of, of like conflict and resolving and understanding people. So,
1: well, yeah, I mean, that's the goal, right? But there is navigation and that's what we're here to talk about today, how to navigate these, the relationships that we have. And I love the topic that we're going to talk about today. So It's a
0: good one. So, I feel like I'm just barely understanding my relationship with time and and improving that. And now, today, we're going to talk about something else. So, uh, we don't want you guys to get overwhelmed. So, you know, start with one of these, focus in on it for a couple of weeks or a month or something like that. But if you're ready to jump into this topic, this one is going to be super helpful for you and connecting with yourself and understanding where you're coming from and how to help yourself out. And today's topic is um, to gain or enrich or enhance your relationship with yourself. And people sometimes cringe at this one because it's like, well, what? Like, I want to go out and do the other things. But this one is so, so, so important. And I think Erin and I both really understand this um, and do daily things in our lives to really connect with self and work on our relationship with ourselves. Because if you don't, you kind of get lost. You get really lost. Actually, I was thinking about this today, just because as my my son was going to school and I'm driving with him, um, I was driving him to school and he started bringing up some stuff that's going on, you know, with someone else in our household and how he was frustrated with them and how much it was affecting him. And I thought of years ago when I didn't know myself and I didn't understand my needs and I was pretty numb. And I didn't know how to reach in and hear me, hear Elizabeth, hear my voice and then know what I need and like make that happen for myself. And I know, Aaron, you've gone through a similar oh, awakening.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah. um, yep. And so, so we totally understand going numb and then wanting to like awaken and, and have that reconnection with self and really nurture our relationship with self and so today that's what we're focusing in on is how can we with all the distractions in the world with all the loudness with all the uncertainty with everybody else's energy that's going on around us how can we those are kind of the barriers to us feeling ourselves and understanding ourselves how can we break through those and get to a point where we're We've got a good relationship with ourselves. Hundred percent agree. And
1: for the listeners, you know the key is when you're when you're when you're going to navigate terrain that that you've not really traveled before, you got to have a reason why. And I'm just gonna tell you guys, the listeners that are that are listening to this, the reason why you want to relate to yourself better, meaning. Who am I? What are my identities? What do I care about? What makes me have purpose in life? The reason that you want to have a better understanding of yourself is because it's going to strengthen the relationships in your life, with your spouse, with your kids, your work, you know, colleagues. When you know yourself better, you better relate to the people around you. And that's definitely one thing that I have noticed in my personal journey of like developing myself and who I am and my identities that I, that I, the different hats I wear is that it helps me relate to other people. When I know myself, it helps me make better decisions. I know what things to say no to because I know they don't fit with my identities, uh, my character. And so it, it saves me time to know like who I am and what I care about. And so uh, for the listeners, the, the reason that you would listen to this podcast is to get some ideas on, okay, how can I better relate to myself and understand myself? Because what Aaron and Elizabeth are telling me, if I know myself better, then I'm going to have better relationship connection to the, the people around me. And it is it's so going to improve. And it will. It definitely Yeah. And will. if
0: you feel like your relationships are lacking with others, And it's like, oh, I wish my husband would do this or that. I wish he was more like this, or I wish my children would Uh do this or that. It's because of I've found that it's really because of lack of of connection with self, and so I'm looking for that outside of me, like something out here's got to fix what I'm missing, Uh you know? Well,
1: because we can't see the inside of ourselves, we can only use our senses to pay attention, and we're not talking about physical senses. We're talking about like we have two types of ears. We have two, we have, we have more than two set of eyes. We can look within ourselves, but no, not literally, but, but the opportunity is I'm going to do some self-reflection and kind of get a look inside here of what's going on. But, but here's the thing. We both know me and Elizabeth both know that it's work. Like don't kid yourself. It (laughs) It, It does take work, meaning concentration. It takes focus. It takes patience so I'm that's cared. why we avoid this stuff. We, we avoid what we don't understand when it comes to work. We don't want to work. We want to relax and be comfortable. So the, the challenge is, you know, really getting yourself to understand that this is okay. Like this is a meaningful, purposeful work for me to focus on because it's going to improve the relationships outside of me from the so inside true. first. And you're going to yeah. notice a big improvement in your life. That's what I've noticed.
0: It's so true. And I think relating into, like you said, knowing who you are, I heard a story just a little while ago that I just want to share this because it adds a lot of insight. There was a woman who was um, born to, you know, she had a mom, but she had never met her. I don't know if she passed when she was born or whatever. And um, this woman spent her teenage years wondering how her mom was, what, what kind of a woman she was. And she happened to come across a report card from her mom that the teacher wrote, this, this woman is, this girl is excellent in every way. And that changed that woman's life because she knew like more about herself by understanding um, where she came from. And so anyway, I just feel like there's so much importance. There's so much more to us than we understand right here at this moment. And the more we can dig in and understand ourselves Maybe where we came from and where we're going, what our purpose is, who we are, and what's important to us—that is so important because it will shift and mold our experiences if we have that value and that vision of where we're going. But this woman, she she grew up to like be super influential in the community. Um, just you know, had such a great reach because she knew who she was by that little connection, and so that's just so important. If we can understand who we are and what's important to us, then we can, we can bring it
1: to, and and yeah, and I think for the listeners, what Elizabeth just said, we understand who we are. One of our challenges is that we're listening too much to outside voices of who we are. Mm
0: -hmm. So
1: that that's definitely a barrier you want to pay attention to is how much are you allowing the outside influences to determine who you are? the way you dress, the way you speak, you know, so many people have opinions about others, but what's the opinion of self. Mm-hmm. And we kind you know, part of that is the confidence and, and the result of self work, like paying attention to what's going on within you is you know who you are, regardless of what people on the outside share with their opinions. Yeah. It's like, they can say that I'm a certain way all they want, but I know who I am. Where we we do tend to hear a little more on the outside and believe that it's true, as opposed to listening to what's within us and believing
0: that. Deciding power. Yeah. The two words that came as you were talking is deciding and defining. Like who am I? What do I want to do? And not, and you know, not people pleasing, but more of what do I want? What is what is it that I desire inside of me? Because I really feel like whatever we came here to do is like imprinted inside of us, but sometimes we just don't hear it because we have gone numb or we don't understand, or we are listening too much to the distractions or the loudness around us. But let's talk about how we can go in and really hear and break down the numbness or the loudness or the people pleasing that we tend to want to do, especially as teenagers. I, I watch my, my kids go into high school and stuff and just feeling that energy of what will people think. And, you know, you can feel it when you go to the high school campus, it's like, Oh my gosh, I've been here before. (laughs) And you just really have to, to really go in and know who you are to not allow that energy to affect you. The more that you have defined you and, and what you're about and where you're headed The less that kind of stuff affects you or even relationships at home, the less that the negativity affects you because you're firm in who you are and what you are accomplishing and where you're headed.
1: And let's define, let's define for the listeners what, what we mean by affect you, because I think that's a really good point to, to help the listeners understand when it comes to like self development, self work, self care you really got to pay attention to what affecting you means. The way I think about it is if I'm going to host a party at my house, I invite people into my house and I'm the host. I'm the entertainer, entertaining people. When it comes to like your mental health, your emotional health, think of who you're inviting into your head. Like what emotions, what thoughts are you entertaining because if, if, if they stay too long, like let's, t- let's say insecurity, okay, if you're feeling insecure and you're entertaining insecurity as a house guest, you can, do, you can use your imagination of what insecurity is going to do to your house if you were to invite it over. In fact, we have people in our homes that feel insecure. And, and when you're around them, you can, you can sense like, wow, they're really lacking confidence.
0: Mm-hmm. you
1: know, like, and we see that, like, I have four, I have three teenagers and one preteen and, but I have it in myself. Yeah. But, but you can identify it. Cause right? you know so, what it is.
0: right? So <laughs> when
1: Elizabeth says, you know, letting it affect you, what, what we're saying is be cautious to not entertain these mm-hmm. negative thoughts and emotions. It's okay. You're going to have the feelings you're supposed to feel
0: and the, There's a purpose come in. Yeah. the doubts about self or ability sure. to, to be an influence or ability to follow mm-hmm. your dreams or whatever it is that you're wanting there, the doubts will come in. The worries will come in, but they're, it's they're like, like weeds. I like that word entertain. Okay. How long will you let them stay? It's yes. like, okay, they yeah. knock at the door and it's like, no, nope, you're not invited and you keep the door closed. Right. Or you <laughs> let them in. And, and sometimes
1: as adults, we Like I, I get with the teenagers, they're still maturing mentally on how to handle that stuff. As adults, we, we basically are too. Like we didn't take any classes on how to handle that. Mm-hmm. Um, what, we're, what, I, what we're saying is that it, if you're letting it affect you, what you're basically doing is allowing insecurity to come in and just sit on the couch and just hang out for as long as they want.
0: Mm-hmm. You kind of have, have to take court. an
1: approach of I'm in charge, I'm, I'm running this household, meaning your brain and your heart. Um, and I'm going to say the other, uh, another big contributor to self-care is skepticism. That's one that doesn't get a lot of notice. But when I looked up the description of skepticism, it's an attitude. And, you know, mm-hmm. self-care, it really is an attitude about how you're going to handle your mind and your heart skepticism is going unnoticed and it, it's not coming through the front door I think it's coming through like an open basement window maybe it's coming through some <laughs> cracks somewhere but skepticism hidden
0: influence
1: <laughs> it's a really it's a damaging force to self-care skepticism is an attitude of doubt uh, of something that's not likely to happen and we look at ourselves in the mirror and we think I I don't know what we think, but I know what I thought. I thought I can't, what can I do with this? Right. Yeah.
0: Or but even skepticism just is going unnoticed. Yeah. Yeah. I, I noticed that, like, do I have the confidence to shift my day? If my day is starting out kind of crummy or whatever, like you kind of have the skeptical voice of like, well, it just is what it is. Like, I can't shift this. I, you know, you, exactly. you just don't have that confidence to shift it or to make the change. And yes, I totally agree that that's a form of doubt or like fearing that things can't be different. And it's kind of avoiding the doubt. I think it's like, it's kind of in the background and not focusing in on it or noticing that that's there. But as we learn that value of paying attention to what is going on inside of our head, what is going on with our emotions, we can actually shift things for ourselves with confidence. So Mm -hmm. for instance, I could, you know, sometimes I think to myself, I have to go for a run. I haven't, I haven't exercised for a while and I'll go for a run, but I'm kind of not into it. And I'm just, I'm not doing it with intention. I'm not like talking myself in a positive way, talking, talking to myself in a positive way or using my mind and my heart to like have this experience, you know, get out some of that yuck for me and bring in the good. This is, you know, if I do those things, I'm having a really good run and I feel a shift in my emotions. But if, if I just go for this run, like I gotta exercise and I'm not really going forward. It's kind of like that Eeyore voice from Winnie the Pooh, right? (laughs) (laughs) But I'm not doing it with Uh intention and with a desire to shift that. Then it almost is like that skepticalness, where it's like uh, probably won't change much, but I do need to get my exercise in, you know. And I,
1: you know, I think the the key word in the definition of skepticism is attitude.
0: Mm-hmm. You know,
1: attitude is a very important thing when it comes to confidence. I don't know; the word attitude just seems to carry with it uh, like an understanding of how you approach life, and skepticism is an opposing force. To you believing that outcomes can change, basically in the moment, and I agree with Elizabeth 100 that there have been days like where I think, okay, this day is pretty much shot. Just pack it up, call it good. You know, tomorrow we'll we'll get things heading the right direction. But when you look at the clock, it's like, well, it's only 1 p.m. So <laughs> I've got. Why am I giving up? Like, I've still got plenty of daylight to work with, uh, I, and I'm just. I'm just calling it a day. Like, let's rethink this. I think it's attitude. You know, what type of attitude are you going to have? If it's skepticism, you don't want to entertain that very long. Like you want to feel it because it's important to know what skepticism is about and And the dangers it causes, (laughs) but, but entertaining it is not healthy in any form.
0: Yeah. So, So let's talk about some of the tools we can use to shift some of that energy. If we've got skeptical energy, if we've got kind of depressed energy, if we've got lower energy and we've actually realized it and identified that as what's going on with us, we need tools to, to shift that. And when Aaron and I were talking about this topic, he brought up a vacuum cleaner and I really liked this analogy because you use a vacuum as a tool to clean up. Right. Aaron, you were just saying, you were saying, Oh, it's so much easier. Like say you spill a whole bunch of flour, you know, in your pantry, it's so much easier to just get the tool and start um, sucking that up rather than trying to do it with your fingers. And, you know, (laughs) you need a tool, right?
1: Yeah. Well, I think, I think people want new exciting ideas for self-care but the truth is a lot of our tools are like vacuums. It's, it's the tool that gets the time. job done. <laughs> so
0: not all of us love cleaning house. Right. But, but it's important to realize that that's part of self-care is getting out some of that yuck, some of that dirt, some of that filth that it has built up over years. You know, we haven't always had extremely positive thoughts in our mind and extremely positive emotions, we've experienced a full range, you know, of hurt and sorrow and happiness and joy, like both extremes. And we have to realize that some of that is still stuck inside of us and wanting to come out. So when those emotions start to come up, we need to, to use that, use what tools we have to clean that out. And so I think it'd be cool if Erin and I both shared a few that really help us. Um, and how we do that, how we bring the senses in. Um, can I share my favorite first, Erin?
1: Yeah, I think that'd be great.
0: Okay. So my my ultimate favorite um, thing to do or activity is, is a hot bath. And sometimes before I start my hot bath, I will actually write out some of the yuck that I have been feeling because sometimes just getting that out on paper and then throwing that away allows me to get in the tub and then like really allow some good in after. So, but I love the tub because um, it's a place where I can have total quiet time and I can actually kind of go inward and feel how I'm feeling. And I can use like that hot water to kind of bring me there and be in that moment I like to use essential oils. I like to put in Epsom salts that kind of help soak and, and get some of the stuff out of my skin, like detox. And it just feels like, okay, I'm getting rid of some of the heavy or the hurtful or the the stuff I don't want to stick around, like maybe skepticism that's sitting on my couch, right? Whatever it is, I'm feeling that I'm, I'm intentionally allowing that to leave. And I'm allowing relaxation and listening to myself. So it's like, I'm allowing healing in and relaxing in. And like, it's just a time to, to love myself, to be appreciative that I have a body with two legs, that I have a brain, that I have hair I can wash, you know, like really kind of connecting with my physical body in a way. And then that helps me connect more with my inward, like my, my soul inside. And I, so, and I
1: love that because it, you know, we were talking before the podcast in preparation of, you know, a lot of people these days are looking at self-care as just doing something where they don't have to think or feel they think yes. that's what self-care is.
0: You know what? I have but, to say something with that comment because a friend of mine said, when it comes to taking care of me, I want somebody else to do it. It's like, I want to go to the hairdresser and get my hair done and not worry about it. And it's all taken care of. And I was like, that's so interesting because we all k- kind of do want that easy fix. Like somebody do this for me, but really when it comes to real self-care and real understanding of self and building that relationship, yes, go get your nails done, your hair done, you know, go, go get a massage or whatever, but definitely you need to take time for you to connect with you too, where you're listening and you're helping move out those heavier things and bringing in more of the good to understand the process and to really get things flowing in the right direction.
1: I mean, it makes sense, you know, for the listeners, you know, you take care of so many things in life. We kind of do crave someone to take care of us. You know, if, if you do go get your hair done, I think that's acceptable that yeah, it's really, it's where's your mind at when you're getting care. So when you're receiving care, Where's your mind at? Um, yeah. Are you just you know, scrolling
0: like, through your phone and disconnected right. from everything, or are you really there in that moment and feeling? And that's
1: and- not, I mean, if people do that, that's their choice. I'm, I'm just telling you what I've learned about self care. What I used to think was self care was just having time to do what I want to do, which was just numb out. But what I've learned over the the time of like investing in myself is it's, it's the behaviors where I'm, I'm sensing life. I'm smelling, I'm tasting, I'm touching, I'm hearing, I'm seeing, I'm using my senses to better understand, you know, where am I at with my energy and my, my, my giving my power to care? Where am I at with all that? Because the reason that self-care is so valuable is because I need to continue caring in life. Like we know as adults, you have to care about things or things don't get done, things get neglected. And okay, maybe some house projects, that's okay. But if you neglect children, if you neglect work responsibilities, there are consequences that can weigh us down even heavier. So we can't just neglect everything as much as we would like to sometimes because our care has just burnt out. Mm-hmm. So it's so important to trust, you know, better understanding yourself and what gives you care, what, what gives you a reason to care and using your senses is really a good thing to do, you know, smell, taste, touch, see, and hear. Um, oh,
0: good.
1: So important. So what's you know, one the, of
0: your favorites, Aaron, to help you do that? How do you bring in? Yeah.
1: So things? me it's, I like hearing and I've, people have accused me of loving to hear myself talk. Um,
0: <laughs> That's not so but, bad. <laughs> but I
1: know for me, it, it helps me strategize a game plan on what is disrupting my energy, my care. So what I do is I do a lot of self-talk. Um, I'll find a place where I, can be, where I can be honest and not worry about offending anybody meaning no one's around me. So I go in a car, go for a drive and talk, or if I happen to be home alone, then I, then I'll do it at my house. But I like to use self-talk cause I like, I like my sense of hearing it. It helps me figure out what I need to do or address or, or confront and then finding a way to say it respectfully and not just off the handle. Um, so well, I like, I like that.
0: Yeah. But you're also using power of words and your voice. Mm-hmm. So it's not just you hearing something like a podcast or something, but you're actually like initiating this power of voice and then hearing it too. So you're bringing in more than one sense there. It's that hearing it's that speaking it's that um, and feeling it. Like when you say it, how does that feel or resonate inside? Yeah. It? and,
1: you know, for me, that works. You know, the thing with self-care is you kind of have to do some tinkering and you got to like pay attention to what, if, if the result is you feeling invigorated, if the result of what you've just done leaves you feeling motivated and interested and feeling like improvement, pay attention to that. So here's one thing that I found out in my journey is 80s music really, it really gives me purpose. And what I found out is that back when I was a teenager, I'm 43 years old now. So this is, you know, 30 years ago, but I grew up on a farm. And one of my responsibilities was I milked cows. And one of the coolest things about that experience was that there was a radio in the barn. And during that time of my life, you know, it was like early 90s. So 80s music was hot. And, but I, that music would just get me moving and
0: love 80s music. And, bon Jovi, and so right? <laughs>
1: when I turn it on now, it like the first song doesn't do much for me, but if I, if I just be patient and listen, then, then eventually the music starts to help me care and, and pay attention to do about this. And so that, that really helps me too, is one thing I would say to you, to the listeners, Go back to your teenage years and, and kind Even of recall
0: childhood. childhood too.
1: recall what, what was really fun. Like what was really fun about your childhood and teenage years that you, you can recall. And if there's an activity that you really enjoyed, go back to that and see if there's some
0: rollerblading. There.
1: Yeah. <laughs> just see, just see if there's anything left in value with that. Just to try, at least it gives you a place to start or consider. Um, I think of it being a teenager and how many things I was asked to do that I didn't want to do. I mean, it's kind of how we feel as adults. There's a lot of things that we just don't want to do, but now we're adults. and We're like, well, I've got to do it, you know? And we, we know what we've been through that as teenagers and as children, we know what it's like to not want to clean our room. Like we know what it's like to not want to do the dishes. So Just go back and see if there's anything there that that can give you value to give you some motivation because you might be surprised. I was I was really surprised.
0: I like that. And I like now the the shift that I've had in my life. And it sounds like you too, Aaron, you're talking exactly in the way that I've learned what works better for me um, is to give from a space of cup being more full rather than cup being empty. Um, and also as you're doing these activities or finding things that bring in energy and help you identify who you are and what you love and things like that, it's, it's great to ask yourself when you do something, like you said, are you losing or gaining the energy and the identity? Are you, are you adding to your energy? Cause if you're doing activities that like, Oh, I wish I hadn't done that. <laughs> that took my energy Um, so bringing in more of those activities that are bringing in that energy, because it helps you have more personal power and identify with yourself and you have more to give and you can think of it as a cup. You know, if you have a cup, that's totally empty, there's nothing there that you can't drink out of it yourself, but you can't share it with anybody else. And if it's a full cup, there's enough for you and enough to share if it's, you know, think of the the 7-Eleven big gulps or whatever, you know, like the big, (laughs) the big cup, there's plenty to share if it's a full cup. So uh, watching for that, when you're doing those activities, am I gaining or losing energy? Is this helping me feel more like myself and more empowered? Am I learning more about me and my identity? Or do I feel like I'm losing that connection with self?
1: Yeah, I think it's a great way to look at it. It's a great way to look at it. You know, when I put myself in the listener's shoes, cuz I can still remember when I started paying more attention and how difficult it felt like it's the skepticism. I'm telling I'm telling you you listeners you've you want to pay attention to skepticism. It is nasty and I think it is getting inside our heads and it's taking root and we don't even know it's that. We think it's doubt, but Skepticism is an attitude, Um, and we hear it our whole life growing up. You know, we we hear, well, what if it doesn't it work?
0: It's ingrained from childhood. It's like sure. it is
1: in there. So, you know, my thought to you is the way to pull that out is you you want to do some writing. It's a great way to to pull it out, get it on paper, which we talked about in last week's podcast. Yeah, um, but I think allotting time for the listeners a lot time. So meaning, you know, if today, if you feel like you're stacked up with responsibilities, you know, today's maybe not a great day to start, but you can allot time tomorrow to say, okay, I'm going to write out just some things of what I'm feeling and just kind of get the process going, right? Like processing is so important when it comes to mental and emotional health.
0: Yes. And I think identifying it is so powerful, but then when you dig in a little bit farther, you can get more out of it. Aaron was telling me about some writing he did this morning, and he said, "How many hours did you spend?" I mean, it might scare people away if we say this, but like, <laughs> yeah, Aaron's I'm not gonna at, say. Yeah, Aaron's at the point where he really digs in, and like, he's like, "Okay, tell me what this is." You know, he's taking that time to think and and sit and write and and really bring the pieces together. And so, you know, it starts out with just a little bit of of understanding. And you can actually, there's depths or different levels of understanding. For sure. And so the more time that you spend, the more that you understand, but it can be five minutes a day and you'll understand yourself better. It's just oh, taking for sure. a little bit of time. Yeah. That's really helpful to start opening your eyes to see, because when you pay attention to it, your brain's like, oh, this is a thing we're paying attention to. And it will start opening your mind to be able to see it better of what's going on. What are the pieces that are playing into this? What are my thoughts or my emotions that are playing into this? What circumstances does this happen in? And as you start to put the pieces together, that's when you gain understanding. And then if you can see it, you can handle it. It's that we don't know what's going on. And so we push it away and we don't want to deal with it. That, that hurts us from connecting with self. I mean,
1: I had, I just had so many thoughts cross my mind as you were talking. Yeah. Um, One thing I love about Elizabeth (laughs) is she just, she promotes inspiration. She's amazing. I just had all these thoughts come to me about, you know, with self-care, it is in the dark, you know, most of us don't really know what that means or how to, how, how to have it work for us, but I'm telling you guys, it may be dark, but it's not scary. It is not scary. I, you know, when she was asking, you know, how many hours, I didn't want to say the number because it is like, wow, that's, I don't have time for that. And the reason that I do it is because I understand. I understand
0: what the how valuable, is yeah, how
1: valuable me being confident has blessed my kids. That's why I care about myself because when I know who I am and I know where my direction is and I know where I came from, it blesses my kids. It blesses my marriage. It blesses my community because I have community responsibilities. It blesses my colleagues. So that I've just understood. That's why I'm willing to go into the dark, but I've learned it's not scary. The, 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 the scariest part about it is that you might not understand that like you might step on something that might hurt for a minute, but when you're with somebody, it, it's like, I'm not alone. Yeah. And, so it's not scary, you know, working on yourself is not scary. It's, it's pretty simple once you get in there and you're willing to go into the dark a little bit and kind of see what's going on. It's has okay. been an amazing journey.
0: Yeah. It's okay when you're starting out, if you do feel a little bit scared and that's okay. Yeah. Or that's just,
1: normal. I, yeah. Yeah.
0: Just, just try it and see what happens. Even just a few minutes and you'll see some value there. Like, okay, get curious about yourself. You know little kids they love themselves. They stand in front of their mirror and they make faces and they they're curious about yeah. what will my face look like if I do this, you know? Get curious about what what's inside that might be holding me back a little. What's inside that's hurting me? What's inside that, you know, I'd like to share with others that's positive. Just start to ask questions and and do some journaling about those kinds of things. And that And I think the goal
1: me. is to get answers. Like yes. we all have questions.
0: You'll get answers.
1: But- questions just keep stacking up and up and up in our heads and in our hearts and we're not getting answers. So once there's an answer, that process is completed. You have tons of questions about yourself, your identity. Who am I? What do I care about? What am I interested in? What makes me tick? What makes me care?
0: And how Answer to those questions.
1: Things. Yeah. How to handle yeah. things. The, the answers are there, but You know, we got to go look for them and be brave enough to go into the dark and, and just, but you don't have to go alone. There's people like Elizabeth that, that will go into that dark with you
0: and, and and Uh
1: help you make sense of it. And like, you know, she's going to ask questions and she's going to let you answer, like give answers. What do you see? How does that feel? What do you think about that? What, what comes to your mind? These are great questions to go into the dark with, with someone else that's been in the dark, like Elizabeth, she can help you with that. So,
0: yeah, thanks, Aaron. I same, like, I feel that way with you. We've asked lots of questions and gone into the dark together at certain times. And I feel like, you know, we both had amazing mentors that have helped us along the path because it does feel really big and overwhelming when you're first dipping your toe into the water. It's like, is it going to be cold? Is it gonna be fun? Is, you know, do you want to jump into this pool? And so, um, definitely getting some support as you're going through it, and taking time to do it. I really feel like for me, I had an amazing mentor that sat down with me, and weekly I met with her for several months. Um, actually, I think yeah, six months, and it was day. It was that weekly check in. She really helped me feel my emotions and not run away from them and understand what was going on. And I honestly don't know that I could have done that by myself at that that time in my life, because I didn't have the confidence to go in and do it. And so sometimes if we don't feel confident to do the work, we just need someone to hold our hand (laughs) and help us through it a little bit.
1: And I think of skepticism. We're just very skeptical
0: Mm -hmm. that
1: someone's genuine enough to care. To go with us into what's dark, what what has depth, we we're skeptical that people are going to be able to help us because we and ourselves are saying I'm not even valuable enough, I'm not worth much. Why would anybody want to go into my cave? Why would anybody want to go into my deep water? But mm-hmm. there are people who want to help you understand. The water's okay to swim in. It's okay. Yeah. Your cave is not jagged rocks and and pitfalls and cliffs. It actually has a path all the way through it that leads somewhere purposeful. So, yeah, you might have to duck. You might have to crawl a little bit, but it, it's safe. It's okay to go in there. It's okay to trust yourself to go in there and take a look. It's, and, and if you need someone to walk with you, there are plenty who are willing and ready. They're ready. Like, I'm ready to walk with anybody into their cave. I'm ready to, I'm ready to swim with anybody, but I'm not going to go into your cave first. Yeah. You got to go first and I'll be right behind you, you know, encouraging you and saying it's okay.
0: Willing to do it and ask for the help. And yep, it's true. It's so good.
1: I hope we've stayed on, on task with like the purpose of our podcast. I think we have, but I think really when it comes to self-care.
0: Yeah. This is all part of understanding yourself and personal power. Sure and, and coming to a space of loving you, whatever's in there. And this kind of goes along with the oops moment I was going to share today. <laughs> so we might go into that, but, uh, so my son, he's five and I've, I've quoted him a couple times on the podcast. You guys will get to know him a little bit. He says the funniest things. So, okay. So Jordan, my son, he's super sweet. Um, he was watching a video about, um, about puppies. This little boy was taking care of puppies. There were five puppies and, and he tried feeding the, the puppies and water, giving them water and stuff like that. And as he did it, the puppies of course are, they're rambunctious puppies are puppies. Everyone knows puppies. So these puppies were knocking over the bowls and making a mess and he'd have to clean things up. And he felt like they weren't getting enough food. the food would get wet. And know he just was getting frustrated with them and he even built them a little obstacle course to help them with their coordination and and walking on things and and balance and stuff and and they messed up the obstacle course and he was just trying so hard to help them be nourished and grow and and move forward and and you know um learn and so he got really frustrated with them but at the end of the video he was saying I I didn't it made me sad when they knocked over their food. It made me sad when they spilled their water and they messed up the obstacle course they made, but I still loved them. And I loved that phrase because he he still had this love for these puppies that were imperfect and had weaknesses and, and were just learning. And um it was likened, you know, that God loves us no matter what. Like sometimes he's sad at what we do or how we act or the choices we make or the mess we make in our lives, (laughs) but he loves us. And there, there's always that, that way out, of course. But um, so my son, Jordan, we were visiting friends yesterday and he had a little play date and I'm picking him up and I had the dog with me, our dog, Willie. And Willie's a hound dog he's really loud and he's kind of aggressive towards people he doesn't know because he's super protective of us he loves his family (laughs) so uh the little girl who was there at the play date was like I want to pet your dog and my dog's in the car with the window down just a little bit and I just said you know um he's in his car and that's his space and he kind of gets a little bit aggressive or you know grumpy if you go into his space and so we probably better not pet him right now. And, and she just was sad. She was crying. And so my son, as we got in the car to drive home, he said, Willie's mean and grumpy to people sometimes, but I still love him. And I loved that because it like, it's so like self-care. Like when we start to look at ourselves, we see all of our weaknesses. We see the things we hate about ourselves. We see the things that we love about ourselves but we're kind of this package deal. It's like, there's no perfect dog or puppy, or there's no perfect human. And we have our weaknesses, we have our strengths, but if we can go in and start to see what's there and love us in spite or love us because of these weaknesses and strengths and and be okay with that, I think that's such a place of power. And I love that he was just, he was so honest, you know, our dog's grumpy and whatever, but I love him. <laughs> and it, it's, it's the same with us. You know, we have our weaknesses. We have our, our imperfections. We have our grumpiness. We have our insecurities. We have our fears. We have our doubts. We have that skepticism, but there's so much good inside of all of so us much. to give to others. You know, our dog loves us. He has so much good to give to our family, even though he's grumpy with other people sometimes. But anyway, such a good little analogy that, that he, he brought this up and I thought this is so like what we're teaching today. And I I love that. And I think it's so important to remember to, to forgive yourself quickly, because, you know, we can focus on all of those negative things, but it's so important to forgive yourself quickly and not hold on to that, not harbor that unforgiving heart against ourselves. It just hurts us and it hurts others. And then we don't forgive our kids because we're not forgiving ourselves and all that. So if if you add that into your self-care, part of your loving yourself is to forgive yourself for past stuff, for present stuff, for how you are right now, you know, be forgiving and loving and understanding and accept yourself where you're at right now. Yes, strive for improvement, but there's got to be a certain amount of, I'm accepting that I have these imperfections in my life where I'm, I'm still not good at this or that. And that's okay. I'm still learning.
1: Well, and I think if you consider how much pain we carry holding grudges and resent, the alternative is to forgive and experience life free, liberated from resent and grudges and self-forgiveness is a great form of self care. Um, there's exercises that, that you can do to, to address that, but, but forgiving yourself is a great way to output forgiving others. So it's a, it's a beautiful healing focus that can bring a ton of value to connection relationships. Would you rather hold grudges and resent or let go and forgive? Um, yeah, I just, it looks like she grabbed a book off the shelf. I yeah, I did. So I love what you thought. said
0: because forgiveness is freedom. I love that. And so learning to accept ourselves and love ourselves for where we are is so important to having that freedom and living life. Um, but this book just came to mind. So if you if you aren't ready to d- dig in with a mentor or somebody, this is a really good spot to start is the self-compassion book by Kristen Neff. She's got a PhD and and she's like one of the world-renowned self-compassion people. And so if you just don't know where to start, start with a book, start with something, start with journaling a little bit every day about how you're feeling. Um, But there's lots and lots of avenues you could take. Uh, Just take an avenue, even if it's five minutes a day, to start loving yourself more being kind to yourself and listening more to you inside of you. What's, what's going on inside?
1: Yeah. I mean, forgiveness is huge. Um, I I think, you know, for the listeners, a a great takeaway is when it comes to self-care, you want to do something that, that includes your senses. Okay. That's the key takeaway. If you're like, what I did is I would numb out watching sports clips or YouTube videos And I just didn't feel anything that that's what I wanted was to feel nothing Mm -hmm. that that road doesn't lead anywhere. Good. I'm just going to tell the listeners that for me, you know, a few years back, my brain started recognizing my senses were shutting down and it actually thought that I was ready to, to die. My brain started giving me ideas to take my life. Like that's where that road goes. If you're mm-hmm. not using your senses to care, like it's a, it's a, it's a very troubled road that does not end in a very good mental <laughs> outcome. So, you know, use your senses when it comes to care for yourself, breathe, you know, smell, taste, touch hear. I see so many kids taking their phones into the bathroom and it's like, Talk about one of the places where relief is felt like <laughs> using the bathroom, but we're taking our phones in there and we're not even paying attention to how it feels to let go of pain. It, and we all know the pain of holding, you know, going to the bathroom for so long. It's like, when we get to that point, it's like, Oh my gosh, that feels so good. But yeah. <laughs> so many of us are being conditioned to be on our phones during that That when that happens, that we're not even paying it. Or how about when we're eating dinner, we're like, we're on our phones watching Netflix, and we're not even paying attention to the taste. We
0: don't even taste the food. Yeah, yeah.
1: Like, so when it comes to self care, use your senses. Whatever you're, whatever you're doing, make sure that it involves a sense, and and see if it fuels that sense. Whether it's vision. Whether it's hearing, whether it's taste, touch or smell, like whatever works for you that affects your senses. Because when we breathe, like when we smell a rose, it it like it just it's like, oh, that that's so nice to smell nature, you know, breathe in the mountains or breathe in the ocean or it's it's very, very inviting. It's very purpose driven. So I think that's the biggest takeaway where you can start to begin having a plan is identify things that affect your senses. Like they make you feel, it makes you feel, most of us are wanting to numb out from all of our care because we're doing so much, but choose to do something that, that affects your senses. Mm -hmm.
0: Because if
1: you don't, (laughs) you'll probably be like me and your brain is going to think, that life is wrapping up and you're going to start to get ideas on, well, if we're, if we're dying, why don't we just end it now? So -hmm. that, that's what you want to, that's why you want to pay attention to what you need to care. So find those behaviors, trust them and start to feel the path of purpose and feeling that conviction behind why you do what you do. So
0: good yeah, it's, there's two choices, either shutting down slowly and numbing and, you know, where that heads or opening yourself up, feeling, bringing in healing, feeling those senses and allowing yourself to live and really be in the moment. I loved when you said rose, I was smelling the rose. I got the mountain visual and feeling that crisp air in my nose and you guys, and that's because that Elizabeth
1: loves to be outdoors. I, I love like, meditation too. It. So you
0: just like, say it not there. Like
1: it's not like, going to work for everybody, either. but it works for her, <laughs> and that's what they, that's the key. You got to find out what works for you because yeah. I have had some things that really helped me with my self care, and then after a few weeks, it kind of like tapers off, and I gotta I, I gotta have. look for something else. Yeah, but that's okay. It's okay.
0: Yeah. do the things that feed your soul that feel really good to you.
1: Yeah. And I think if, you know, another word that comes to me just real quick is I know we say self-care, but I think if we get a little deeper, we could probably say soul care. Mm -hmm. Um, It just sounds a little bit more purposeful, like, okay, self-care maybe feels like a little like it's about me and maybe I don't like that, but soul care, it's like, oh, I have a purpose in life. I've got things that, that I care about. And I want to show up and be enthused, not just show up and be like, yeah, whatever. But to show up and be excited and like bringing your talents and your gifts, your skills, your abilities, your smarts. um, Soul care can really help with that. And and so if you're struggling with self, think about soul, like what drives you? Your eternal self, yeah. Yeah, there's definitely something deeper within you. Yeah. And unfortunately the outside voices of the world Kind of murk that up, so we it's is really important. Really important to quiet, important, really yep. important have to, to quiet to everything
0: and just claim that space. It's not just going to happen. You've got to make that opportunity and claim that space to do it in and have that time. So I love it. Yeah. Okay, thanks so much, Aaron. This is this is My a pleasure. great month. I'm loving November. So last week, if you didn't hear, go back and listen to Relationship with Time. Today was terrific about connecting with self and uh, really connecting with soul and your what's going on inside of you. Yeah. And I and, think last
1: week, you know, the barrier that we pointed out was we're saying time is affecting our relationships. We don't feel like we have enough. Today, what I am pointing out, me, I'm pointing out skepticism and insecurity. Those are the two energies that are affecting our opportunity to relate to ourselves we're skeptical okay. that we can change we're skeptical that we can be excited about life and and we're insecure about our gifts and our talents and our abilities but and it, it comes- makes so much sense because when we were younger you know we were cared for as kids you know most of us had a family or or we had people who cared about us and gave us food and shelter but we become adults and now we're like insecure because it's like where's the money coming from and am i doing enough am i smart enough am I capable? Do I have the potential? And the answers are all yes. Yes.
0: Yes. But yes. But
1: we're skeptical. <laughs> we're skeptical of our ability to be consistent and to be committed.
0: Mm-hmm. So that's
1: where the forgiveness comes in of like, look, I'm not perfect, but I do care.
0: And, and I I'm messed gonna, up today I'm or yesterday, yep. but tomorrow I'm I'm focusing back in. I'm going to do my best. So.
1: <laughs> so last week was time is getting in the way. What's getting in the way of your relationships outside of you is your skepticism of self and your potential and your insecurity. Those are the two that, that I think you want to look at, and maybe I'm wrong. I could be wrong, but at least you can rule out those two. They're not contributing to why you're not feeling great about yourself.
0: So That's awesome. Okay. This month, get ready for lots of upgrades with your relationships. <laughs> This is so good. Um, okay. If you have any way, any questions for us that you want to con- connect with us or communicate with us, um, Aaron's email will be in the show notes. If you want to say it real quick, Aaron. It's
1: getwellnesssimplified at gmail.com.
0: Okay. Gmail.com. And then um, also my website is ariseandthrivelife.com. So um, I've got some classes and things coming up. Aaron's got a lot of trainings that, that he does for groups. He specializes in um, doing burnout, right? Right now with yeah. COVID and all the things we've just been through, there's some burnout happening in the workplace and and things. So, um, if anyone's interested in connecting with him on that, and then um, just love to support you and help you, even if you just send an email like, "Hey, what do you do for this or that?" We'd love to support you in your journey and in helping you connect with yourself. Get a better relationship with yourself and with your time. And there's more to come. So join us again next week.
1: Yay! Excited
0: to have you. Thanks for joining us for another episode of Arise and Thrive. Have a great day. Are you ready to make forward movement in an area of your life, relationships, money, organization, health, or happiness? We want to help you get the results you've always wanted and the happiness that you are worthy of. And so, we've started a movement to support you in making these positive changes in your life. Arise Now is the best place to start when you are ready to get better results in life and you want positive support, effective tools, and strong motivation to make it happen. And that's why we started our movement, Arise Now. Arise Now is a supportive, fun, three-month-long program where you will learn tools, techniques, and mindset shifts to move forward with your relationships and goals. In Arise Now, you will have the support to set and accomplish three personalized goals. You will receive 12 valuable one-hour live trainings. Enjoy daily accountability and enjoy a safe, supportive community to start arising and thriving now. Visit AriseAndThriveLife.com today and register so that you can get all the support, training, and accountability to start Arising and Thriving.